listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Eastbound and Down After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Eastbound and Down After Show. What's up, everybody? Good evening. My name is Christian Rosenberg, and we are here to do the Eastbound and Down After Buzz show for you tonight of Chapter 26. And I am, by my lonesome this week, Miriam, Kelly, and JC are either all sick, or I think one of them's still looking for a Halloween costume, whatever the case may be. They'll be here next week to uh, give you their insight on what they felt about this week's episode, but I'm going to be here kind of breaking it down on my own, and, you know, we're going to just get right into it, because we start off with Kenny Powers throwing a pool party to, you know, inaugurate his swim pool that he finally got finished and all built and completed in his backyard. All the workers that we've seen the last few weeks have done a great job. The pool area looks gorgeous, and he has... All of his friends and neighbors and even even um, uh, Dixie happens to be there as well, which was kind of a surprise based on what we saw previously with the big argument that led to Dixie and Gene having a divorce. Kenny is starting out with like a huge toast and he's saying, you know, giving a toast about how this was the culmination, how, you know, if you work hard and believe in yourself, anything is possible. And I've done this and so many people came out to support me, including also amongst everyone there, um, his brother's wife, Cassie. Now, his brother didn't show up, but Cassie did, and he was like, and it's clear that Cassie definitely has the bigger balls out of the two of them. Kind of odd taking a shot at your brother when you're trying to make amends in front of all of your friends and, who knows, other family members. But Kenny goes on, and then suddenly he is interrupted by a drunk Gene. Gene suddenly makes his return after we last saw him loading up a truck and moving out. He is drunk off his ass. He's holding a, a paper bag bottle. And Kenny apparently has his own security team now. And he calls for security to grab him and escort him out as he's screaming uh, that he wants to talk to Dixie. So it pretty much ends with Kenny saying, you know, I'm jumping in the pool. And he jumps in in his God knows how many thousands of dollars Armani suit. And it's just a huge celebration of Kenny's success where he also was talking about how months ago he felt miserable when his, when his wife April received an award and he needed to fix himself. And that triggered something to April. That was the first time he admitted anything like that. And it threw her off that it happened in the midst of this giant toast at a pool party. So then we cut to the two of them in the bedroom where April is suggesting, you know, maybe we should go see some therapy because I didn't know why you felt miserable when I had success, when I won that award. But Kenny's having nothing of it. Kenny is busy calling himself Rick Ross, making it rain, and pretty much trying to find different ways to convince April to have sex or oral sex or he wants 
every single part of her body. I am not the R-rated host on this show. The others don't care what they say. They'll they'll say all the body parts and all that. But I like to keep it somewhat PG, even though it's a Eastbound and Down HBO show. But needless to say, he was trying to then pretty much treat her like a prostitute and pay her for sex, and she was having nothing of it. And she was just like, you know, think about the therapy, and Kenny's just blowing it off. We then from there cut to his uh, baseball field with the with the street, you know, like all the kids on the street of the little league team that he was trying to set up with the charity. And since his rowing team was successful, he made the money. He redid the field. It's now named Kenny Powers Memorial Park, and he brought all the kids some nice new equipment. So he throws them on him. And again, he doesn't know who the hell these kids are. He doesn't know where they've come from or how they've been brought up or anything like that. And it shows because he gives this bag of all this baseball equipment and a kid grabs a glove and a helmet and runs for it. Where then Stevie getting blacker and blacker as, as the show progresses. He's trying to act more like a 70s funk artist. He hops on some random kid's dirt bike there and starts chasing after the kid. And Kenny's looking at the other kids and was like, may, may this be a lesson to you guys. Don't, you know, don't mess with me. And one of the kids raises his hand. Kenny calls on him and names him Ja Rule just because he has cornrows. He's apparently Ja Rule all of a sudden. And he asks him, who are you? Because none of these kids know who the hell Kenny Powers is. Because one... They probably don't have TV, so don't see the sports sesh show. Number two, they're so young that they didn't experience watching um, Kenny or hearing about Kenny when he was in the major leagues. And Kenny is, um, I don't, Kenny is oblivious to this. Kenny thinks that every human being, no matter what age, race, or whatever class you are, knows who he is, which is the beauty of Kenny Powers, which is the beauty because he thinks he is God's gift to everything. And he has his own opinions to back it up, which he thinks are facts. So he just looks at the kid, and he just simply says, I'm your handsome white Jesus. Because in his mind, that's exactly what he is. But from there, we get to the real the real nitty-gritty of this week's show. And it has to do with the Sports Sesh TV show. A guy opens an episode of the show... And calls out the elephant in the room to begin with. Jeff, the guy who Kenny pushed off the rowboat at the beginning of the show, has officially left the show due to personal reasons. That's what he announced, and we all kind of figure in the back, no, guy just fired him. But the guy even continues saying, he left for personal reasons, quite frankly, I don't care what they are. And the audience has a little chuckle about it. And then from there, he goes and he's interviewing a woman from Iron Chef who's cooking a great, like, little... Um, nacho dip uh, recipe for, you know, football fans. And Kenny, being good old Kenny Powers, kind of cuts, and I quote, Kenny cut it in, and crowd loving it. He jumps in to kind of go in with the interview, kind of flirting with the guest, trying to eat as many jalapenos as he can in a minute, and eventually, after about five of them, starts spinning it up on the floor. And the crowd is absolutely loving it. The camera crew is loving it. Everyone is laughing, except for Guy, who is the star of the show. That's the problem there. Because Guy is starting to get jealous of Kenny's success. And more happens with that a little later on in the episode. However, before that, 
we find out about Kenny's brilliant um, new venture that he wants to do now that um, now that he's got all this new fame and extra money, he's always wanted to open a chain of restaurants. And Stevie, after he's done making out with his wife, who he now has dressing up like J-Lo, which is kind of an interesting sight nonetheless, uh, Stevie's all for it. He wants to know what it's called. And and Kenny Powers is like, you know, we're going to name my restaurant TNT, which, of course, stands for the first T stands for taters, the N stands for Ann, and the second T stands for tits. Taters and tits. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Stephen. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which I find kind of funny because I, I know I have absolutely no proof of this, but years ago I actually sat with a buddy of mine, and I was like, this would be a great idea for a sports bar. And it was and it was like the same exact concept of this. But we had no money, so it never came to. <laughs> I mean, I always thought the bank BB&T stood for something else. But, I mean, you know, yeah, everything has its own ways. It, it, it all has its ways of working out. So Stevie is completely on board. And Steve is like, I'll, I'll start planning it out. We're going to make this happen. This is going to be brilliant. And, and, and Stevie is also just bragging about the amount of sex that him and his wife have been having recently. Oh, and also the fact that uh, Kenny was mentioning to Stevie is like, you know, I've noticed a great change with you since you, you know, changed the contacts in your eyes. And now you just got to work on the other things. And and Steve is like, what other things? I'm fine. And Kenny's like, well, your chin is kind of terrible. And just got pretty much just saying that the chin is kind of indented in the neck, that there's no actual separation. And, again, the manipulation of Kenny on Stevie. All of a sudden, Stevie goes from there's nothing wrong with my chin whatsoever to within 30 seconds. He goes, yeah, I hate my chin. Maybe I should do something about it. And that's 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 just that's just the greatness of of the character of Stevie and how Kenny Powers has always used him to manipulate him from day one. But but I don't know. I'm I'm thinking at some point this season something's finally gonna happen where Stevie actually really stands up and stops acting like this and, and Kenny kinda has a realization. Uh Kenny visits his brother and um, his brother and his um, brother's wife and their kids, because he's trying to again buy their uh, forgiveness with material things. His brother freaks out when he sees Kenny's Viper in the car. Cassie's trying to tell him, "Don't freak out! Don't freak out! Don't freak out!" He's just trying to make nice, and all of a sudden, she's trying to calm down um, his brother. And then we start hearing gunshots because one of the gifts that he bought was a machine gun. He bought one of the kids a machine gun who was practicing on a mattress in the backyard. And then another one had an electric guitar. And the little girl had, it looked like, like, you know, like a crystal case that you would keep cognac in. So it's just like, again, the most random gifts for kids. The guitar one kind of was okay. But then a machine gun and, and this, you know, like the crystal container for, for cognac or crystal or whatever it may be. So... He's trying to convince his brother that he wants to buy his forgiveness, and he starts throwing money at his brother. And his brother just wants to talk to him, and Kenny's like, okay, you know, I'm, re- I'm ready to listen. You know, let's talk. And his brother starts trying to open up about how Kenny hurt his feelings really bad. And just as he starts saying that, Kenny gets a text from good old Guy. And Guy wants to meet him at the lake, and Kenny doesn't care what his brother says anymore. He's got to meet the boss because 
to Kenny, that means, oh, I got to go talk to the boss about money and parties and girls, and that's all more important than my brother's love. <sighs> so that continues to happen. You, know, you think one day, well, one day, because it's been like four, what, four seasons now? One day, <laughs> will Kenny's brother get through to him? You, you, we just don't know. Now, Kenny shows up to the lake, and Guy is in what's got to be the coolest invention I've ever seen in my life. It is an actual jet pack that, like, has a hose in the water. So he's literally flying through the air from the force of the water. It's freaking Rocket Man-ish, and I want to know what resort has this where I can go on it. Because this was the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, guy, you know, stops down on the... On the on the dock, and Kenny's like, "Oh, I gotta get me one of those." And guy's like, "Well, they're two hundred fifty thousand a pop, so might be a little out of your price range." And Kenny's like, "Oh no, I'll just check with the wife first. Guy's like, "No, nah, it's still any price." Range. Well, and Kenny's like, "Well, no, I'll, I'll check with the wife first. And this is when we have the real turning point, and we really start discovering who a uh, guy really is. Guy pretty much starts getting angry at Kenny and talks about the fact that he. Um, that Kenny's not the star of the show. Guy's the star of the show. You cannot keep interrupting him. You can't start making things your own. He's feeling that this is a lot like what was happening with Darnell, who was the one that left the show once Kenny came on the show. So this kind of hurts Kenny's feelings because all of a sudden, Guy, on one hand, told him to be himself, and now, on the other hand, is telling him to tone it down because it's driving him crazy because... That's not his role. His role is when Ken, when when guy goes to do bits with guests, Kenny sits with the other panelists. They don't get involved, and this actually really upset uh, Kenny very much. So he's now honestly, you know, trying to. He's kind of at a crossroads, and he breaks it down to Stevie as they're sitting in the mall. And Stevie, every time the guy's on TV, he looks crazier and crazier. It's freaking awesome. Um. Stevie is telling Kenny in this situation, well, you know, maybe maybe you should listen to Guy. Maybe Guy is right about this because he is the star of the show. You're one of the supporting cast members, so you shouldn't overshadow him because you could ruin a really good thing that you have. And, in fact, they even started comparing him to Scottie Pippen. And Guy says, like, I don't want to be Scottie Pippen. I want to be Michael Jordan. And Stevie's saying, what's wrong with being Scottie Pippen? And I completely agree. Scottie Pippen also won six NBA championships, just as many as Michael Jordan. Scottie Pippen was also in the Hall of Fame. Scottie Pippen's also one of the top 50 greatest NBA players of all time. Scottie Pippen's been on dream teams and umpteen all-star teams. I mean, yes, Michael Jordan was overall the better player, but he wouldn't have gotten there without Scottie Pippen. And Kenny's just being stubborn and having nothing of it. And in fact, Kenny just wants to actually now just kind of stop talking about it. Once he realizes that Stevie is on Guy's side, he's kind of wanting to drop the subject and talk more about uh, Taters and Tits, their TNT restaurant, where Stevie suggests the best place to start that restaurant would be to get it on a kiosk in the mall. Have a little restaurant in a mall kiosk, one of the like the little stations that you see when walking through all the stores. And, and he already has it drawn out. And he's already like kind of planting the seeds of where the where like the places will be to cook around the kiosk, and there th- and then they start talking about oh well let's start naming you know me- 
parts of the menu off of sexual things. So bacon bits are going to be called bacon tits. Uh, we know that for a fact. And we're going to finally uh, or eventually find out more when that restaurant opens up in the kiosk. I kind of wish that existed in malls. Instead of having to walk all the way down to the food court, because really the only other options other than going down to the food court are like little pretzel stands that are taking up room for stores. Let's just have a kiosk for like wings and stuff. That'd be awesome. Um, if he doesn't actually do that, I might think of doing that. <laughs> we then go to this fancy seafood restaurant where... Kenny is just flourishing April with gifts. He tells her to um, look under her chair where there is a Chanel purse. And he says, open the purse. There's a Kindle in it with over um, like 500 uh, books downloaded on it. Oh, look at a side pocket. There's $500. Oh, what's under my drink? Another $100. What? Oh, what's that behind your ear? Another $100. And he's just... You know, throwing the money more and more in typical Kenny Powers fashion. And that's when April just breaks everything down and says, this is what I'm afraid of. This is what I did not want to happen. This is what I'm scared of for our relationship, that you're not taking the money seriously. Please, instead of spending the money like this, let's spend some money on therapy and work through this so we can talk about our problems. And Kenny finally caves in and says, all right. All right, we'll spend the money on therapy. I know we can afford it because obviously I can afford all this, but if you really want the therapy, fine. We'll go to therapy. And April is very thankful. And then from there, they go to an opera where Kenny is being Kenny in the middle of an opera. I wish they actually showed more of this. I wanted them to do a little more of the opera scene uh, with Kenny Powers trying to watch an opera because I, I, I just think that would be entertaining TV. And um, when they come back home... Kenny has his, again, he has his own security team for some odd reason. And his security team was babysitting his kids. He doesn't hire a babysitter. He has bouncers. And the, and the bouncers carry the kids to bed. And April says she's going to go to bed too. But thanks, Kenny, again for, for the night of, of dinner and the opera. And, you know, she'll set up, set up the therapy appointment. And then Kenny just kind of walks out. Um, and starts just kind of staring aimlessly at his pool, kind of thinking of the different things because all of a sudden April is telling him that he's not doing things right with the money and they should see and go to therapy to work on stuff with each other. And he's got Guy and Stevie in a way telling him you got to you know slow your roll and know what your part is for the show and not try to steamroll things and take it over. And in Kenny's mind, he's like, well, things are going so well. I'm making all this money. I'm getting all this fame. Why stop now? What is the problem with all this? Because he only looks short-term. He's not looking long-term like the others are. Uh, we go um, – then we get a little backstage where Kenny is getting makeup on, getting ready for another edition of Sports Sesh. And Guy kind of pops in and calls Kenny his favorite co-host. And then reminds him of what we talked about. He's like, you're normally at 11. I need you around a 6. And Kenny's very, being very like business like, oh, yeah, well, you know, if that's you know, best for the show, you know, if that's what you want, then, then so be it. Guy is a happy camper. We, cut, we go on to the show and Guy is kind of with like a Jack Hanna type guy, like bringing like interesting animals. I find it kind of odd that this is a sports set show and every scene that we're seeing, they're either doing – a double their physical challenge, or it's like a skit on Jay Leno. 
There's no actual sports talk whatsoever that we've seen on this show, which I think is kind of the joke of it. But uh, Guy is kind of with, like, animals. He's with, like, a little lemur and then a, um, a little monkey. He's trying to crack jokes with it, and Kenny's just kind of sitting there. Like, he's clawing at his chair, thinking, like, he's missing all these golden opportunities for zingers. He's missing them left and right, and it's just driving him crazy until finally he can't hold it in anymore with the monkey uh, while, while um, Guy's with the monkey. And he gets up and interrupts the segment again. Again, Crowd loves it. Camera guys love it. Producers love it. Guy is furious. And Stevie is in the crowd. And he is also furious at Kenny. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in the midst of it, Kenny makes this monkey who was who we were told does not accept food from strangers. And Kenny is feeding him Fruit Loops. And then the monkey jumps on his shoulder and hugs him. So Obviously, Kenny is winning over the crowd much faster and much more than Guy wants. And like I said earlier, this is what we're seeing out of Guy. Now we're seeing his true colors, how he is selfish. He wants people to um, to kind of just be his yes-men to make him look good on TV. And the second someone starts showing off a bit and starts getting some popularity, he's kicking him off the show. We had it with Darnell. We had it with um, with the other co-host guy, whose name is escaping me at the moment. And now we're seeing it with Kenny. And the thing is, though, he has not dealt with someone like Kenny before. So it'll be really interesting as the weeks go on how that um, – what transpires out of all that. And finally, the show ends where we see Kenny driving in his Viper and we see April driving in her SUV – they both seem to be driving what appears to be like they're both driving to therapy. And all of a sudden, April shows up at therapy. Kenny's not there. Kenny instead went back to the lake and bought one of those awesome jetpacks, the $250,000 jetpack, and is busy flying around the lake when he should have been at therapy with April. And that. I mean, we're probably, I think we're about halfway through the season now. So this is that big turning point in the season that you would expect. All of a sudden now, things could possibly start taking a tumble between Guy, between his marriage, what's going on with his brother. Um, you still got Gene, drunk Gene, in the mix of all this stuff. You got Stevie trying to open this restaurant. Who knows if that will be a financial success or not? So many different questions are happening. And you're, and you, we've, the last couple of weeks, we've seen the rise of Kenny Powers. And it's it's almost looking like it plateaued, and we're getting ready to see a decline. So it's really interesting to see what's going to happen in these next few weeks and uh, find out if that's what's going to happen or if Kenny can bounce back because there's one guy can, that can do it. We all know it's simply Kenny Powers. And that really wraps up the show. It goes a lot faster when there's only one person talking about it. But um, I would love to know what you guys thought of the episode as well. So, I mean, you could always leave us comments on iTunes. Rate uh, us a five-star rating, please, and subscribe. And tell all your friends about the great shows here at AfterBuzz. We do all different great shows on HBO, like Eastbound and Down, Hello, Ladies, Boardwalk Empire, and much, much more. Pretty much if you watch a TV show, most likely AfterBuzz does it. So please like and subscribe. Leave comments on our YouTube page. And you can see the full schedule of our shows by going to AfterBuzzTV.com. And also, if you have any questions for me whatsoever, you can follow me on Twitter at CRosieVOC. I also um, hang out here where I do the voice after Buzz as well as WWE SmackDown. And 
Hopefully next week we'll have a full crew. We'll get their thoughts on this week's episode. And then we'll see what we have in store next week because... There's definitely seemed a big argument that we saw in the clips for next week's episode between Kenny and Guy. So we'll see how that happens. So thank you all so much for tuning in and listening in this week. I'm Christian Rosenberg. Have a happy Halloween, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.